Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in, I'd say, around 2020. And I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as, of course, they're backed by research for women's well-being, they're women-owned, and they support overall microbiome health, warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption. So head to myeq.com and use code MAGIC for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq. Com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. witchiest thing I do at any point in my day is garden because you're spending time in nature, you're connecting to the plants, and you're getting something very positive back. So there's something to that. There's some sort of energy back and forth, I think, between nature and mankind when that's happening. You know, one of my favorite illustrations is the star bath, which is you go outside in your birthday suit and, you know, let them light you up. talking to witches and I'm excited to hear about green witches from you two how you two define it but first I want to know Chris and Susan what is lighting you up most in this season of your life like what's going on right now yeah well for me I would say the big light up is the book of course um that's like it's it's had a whole there it is wait ah! yes there it is. So nice. Green Witch's Guide to Magical Plants and Flowers. What a beautiful uh, coffee table piece, too. Yeah, we're thinking yeah. of it as like a bedside book because it's just so yeah. pretty. I, mean, I don't know if you can see on the inside, but it's so pretty. A little bit of it before you go to bed and yeah. to use a little ribbon that's inside it to mark <laughs> I love that you guys did the ribbon. Such a great idea. Say that in a funny way, the most exciting moment Really, you know what I mean? Because like sometimes when you do something, you never know when the exciting moments will be. But I think we were both just so excited. <laughs> I 
could imagine you're holding your physical book that you worked so hard on in your yeah. hands. How long did it take you guys to do this together? Four. You know, just four or five years. Yeah, just five years. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, the, Susan got to see it first. Um, she got a hold of it first. And I was oh, yeah. so jelly. I was so jelly. And then when I got my box and I had it, my handful of books, I just cried. Because <laughs> it's your baby. It's your book that you wrote. And also, Susan, you illustrated and you wrote the recipes, right? Yes. That's so cool. I can't wait to talk all about the book. But I also want to, you talk about green witches. How do, would you define a green witch? I define a green, I, def, I don't know why I got so lilty there. Um, I define a green witch um, by having their focus be on nature and pulling power from the natural elements of the earth. And what we focused on in this book, because it's the subtitle in the really tiny little circle there is 26 love spells from apples to zinnias. So all of our spells sort of center around um, love and they they have other properties like protection and luck and a few other things but they're all based on love and that's how Chris chose the 26 flowers and earth yeah many flowers auditioned but only the flowers that had love in them made, made. <laughs> <laughs> I love that how do love potions and rituals align with mindfulness and also intention setting and manifesting or whatever it is that somebody might want to manifest into their life I think the, the magical mindfulness component for us is like a really, really big um, thing for us. And it kind of defines our brand of magic, I think. And it's really about stopping to, to observe and pay attention to your life and using these rituals and, um, you know, whether they're spells or teas or baths to um, manifest what you're looking for in your life and to also... Um, be more aware of what's going on in your life and to be more present. And I think that's the only thing that it brought for us. And you, and use all these spells and rituals to ground yourself. Uh -huh. You know, I always say the, the most important thing is intention. Um, but the actual doing, because we like to think of our book as witchcrafty. <laughs> of course, that's what it is. Because there's so many little crafts to do. Um, they always say, well, witchcraft is a craft and not a religion. So we're very witchcrafty. I like that. It's a craft. The rituals are the practice of, of, of mindfulness and of cooking or gardening or creating something that, that the very act of doing those things um, creates a calm and, and, creates a, and it grounds you. Yeah, I always say the very best thing that um, I can do if I'm feeling frazzled is go out in the garden mm -hmm. and weed. <laughs> That's true. Right? Just the act yeah. of weeding, shut your mind down, and you just kind of go on autopilot. And before you know it, you're in the zone, and you're focused on those weeds, and you're like, ah, I'm going to get every one of you, and blah, blah, blah. And then before you know it, hours have passed, and you feel so calm. Yeah. It's definitely a meditative practice. Do you guys use weeds or incorporate weeds into any of your rituals? We haven't. No? No. We Queen Anne's lace is a weed, and that's one of them. Queen Anne's lace is a weed, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I always consider weeds just highly successful plants. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they grow so fast. I have so many weeds out front right now. And the fact that you said that, I feel like it's a sign. Because I was actually, it's weird that you say this, because I was mowing the lawn today, and I was looking around at all the weeds, and I was like, ugh, I have to pick those, and I don't want to. But now I feel like 
maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Yeah, just do it when it's cool. Don't do it in the afternoon. You'll kill Oh, it. no, absolutely. Of course. It must be a million degrees where you are. <laughs> no, no. Well, today it's nice. It's 67. Oh. But it had been 90. Yeah, well, I'm in, I'm not in Southern Utah. I'm in Northern Utah. Okay. Okay. Big difference. So big difference. I'm up high, high elevation and surrounded by beautiful green nature. Uh-huh. I feel like it would be a green witch's playground. And I've been doing a lot of, I just started recently geode hunting. Do you know oh, what fun. that is? I found some pyrite. I found some crystal quartz. And then a friend of mine has wow. actually found perfect, I wish I could show you perfect looking crystal quartz that you would buy at a shop. It was insane. Yeah, there it's all over because this was a mining town and one of the mines exploded and they're just, yeah, it's so crazy what you can find. Also copper, citrine, silver. Wow. Yeah. This sounds so fun. I cause I, yeah. I like, I'm kind of a rock hounder anyway. I love that. Like if I go to the beach, I'm always like looking for a friendship rock with a stripe through it. And a, or looking through hag, looking for hag stones. I'm always looking for hag stones. Yes. The whole hag stones are, Chris. What's that? Tell them about hag stones. Oh, hag stones. Well, there are stones. You've probably seen them if you've been on the beach where they've got holes that have been put in put in them naturally from circulation of the water. And when they say that if you look through them at twilight, there's a chance that you'll see fairies if you look through the holes. What? Have you tried this? Have you seen fairies? I have tried it. I have tried it. Any success? And I'm never sure because I have so many dragonflies and stuff here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What color dragonflies, by the way? I have the orange ones. And they're okay. so beautiful. I have the little blue yeah. damsels, and then I have yes. the regular guys, um, and those are the ones I've got in my little pond. Dragonflies are definitely one of the animals I connect with most, or they're a good, good omen for me whenever I see them. Oh yeah, especially the blue ones. The blue ones are so special. I once, um, when yeah. I was out in the garden, found one of the blue damsels in a spider's web. I was just oh, like, no, I can't allow it. Sorry, Spider. Oh, wait, it was trapped in the web. What do you think that means? Wait, if you saw that in the web and the spider, was a spider there? No, but what I think it, now that you say that, what it means is I think it means, okay. So I sat for like two hours pulling the webs off of its wings and I managed not to tear the wings and it flew away. So I think the message there is, you know, don't allow yourself to get stuck. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Were you in this? Were you feeling stuck in that moment? I don't know. I was feeling. I was very. I was very caught up in the feelings of the butter of the of the dragonfly. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, and so now the joke is that at the bottom of the pond, there's a little statue of me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that the I love it. I love it. Okay, so back to the book. Now you mentioned okay the book the book the special book that we want everyone to purchase this second and enjoy yes, um, get it now get it now you mentioned using elements of nature to bring more love and contentment into life correct mm-hmm. so could you share some examples of how readers can incorporate these elements into their daily routines oh well okay one that I think of right away is um, we have this recipe for a love sachet. And this is one that I made. It is kind of in a clear bag, so you can kind of see. Are you also selling those? No, not yet. Anyway, not we, a haven't bad idea. we haven't thought of it. But I think this would be um, a nice gift 
to mm-hmm. give for somebody. And what I have in it, it's a pink sachet, which represents purity. And then I have um, feverfew, which is protection and love. I have rose. I have rosebuds, which are the ultimate love attraction. I mean, rose is the queen. Rose is the queen of flowers and the queen of love. And then I have some rosemary in here for passion. And then I have um, I have acorns in here for virility. And so what you can do is make one of those and carry it with you every day, like throw it in your backpack or your fanny pack or your purse or whatever. That's like a nice thing you can do every day. And it just draws love to you. It's not a like I had uh, we had a guy at our Provincetown signing who was afraid to make one. Because he said, oh, but I have a boyfriend. I don't want to lose my boyfriend. I said, oh, no, 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 no. This is just to attract love. It's not to attract, you know, like, but it can be. If you do, because then the thing is, if you found love after carrying this for however many days um, back to the fairies, they want you to return all this stuff back to the earth. Are you serious? So, That's a great idea. Uh, they, want you, they want you to give it back. Give it back to the earth. What about giving it to somebody? another person or give it to somebody. Yeah. Give it to somebody who's looking for love and it doesn't have to be romantic love. It could be friendship love. It could be, you know, uh, it could be a, a cat or a dog. It could be, you know, it's, it's self. Well, especially self love. Yeah. That's where magical mindfulness comes in. Um, someone, we were making sachets at our book signing and, uh, someone there just said that they were going to. They were planning on making them as as gifts at their wedding, as you know, to have in their table set. As guest gifts. I'm like, oh, that's perfect, right? Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. Brilliant. I love that idea, and it and it'll be love sachets. Yes. One is for fever few. It's part of the fever few chapter, and that's used. Okay. Oh yeah, this is this thing is actually in our books. Yeah. So we'll learn how to make. Oh good. Mission. Yeah, I gotta keep mentioning. I forget. I forget to mention the book sometimes. I know. <laughs> You're just in the zone. In the. I know. Zone. I know. I'm just like, let's talk about. Stuff. <laughs> That's good, actually. Um, a different. This is Fever Few. This is the second. Oh, cool. Um, what page is that? That's is on page. Um, I gotta put my glasses on for that one. <laughs> um, it's on page sixty-three. So, um, so every chapter has several crafts, um, you know, uh, a recipe, if it's edible, a tea. um, And this one has a tea. This fever few has a, a a spray. This spray I love. We haven't, we don't talk about it that much, Chris. It's love letters. It's a fever few love spray and you spray it on love letters, old school style. And Mm -hmm. then you send to your uh, beloved. Old school. Like that. Yeah. I love that. Very cottage core, writing your own letters on paper <laughs> with a pen. What? Ooh. What do you think? Okay, it's Venus retrograde right now. It just dawned on me. So what What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea to use love potions during yeah. Venus retrograde? Yeah, okay. I do. I mean, I think you might as well juice it up, right? Yeah. Like we would suggest you put a pot of basil on your doorstep to show that you're ready and open for love. Yeah. Here's my basil. I love that. It looks pretty impressive on camera. Yeah, there's so much you can do with basil. Just just having basil in your house is good luck. Really? Not to mention delicious. <laughs> it is delicious, especially with some yeah. good old Italian. Right? Yeah, we have actually we have a pesto recipe. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Susan did that. So I would 
share, I would share a basil e pesto recipe, or we also have a whole love dinner at the end of our um, a whole aphrodisiac oh. dinner with pomegranates yeah. and figs and mushrooms and um, and uh, chocolate figs. Figs are a- aphrodisiac. Yes. yes. Wait, figs. Coconut. Coconut. So the, our book is yes. vegan. So the the chocolate mousse yes. is a coconut uh, base um, with chocolate. Uh, you know, a coconut chocolate mousse, and it has a strawberry coulis with it. It's so good. Yum. That sounds delicious. You would never know it's vegan. Yes. (laughs) You would never know it's vegan. (laughs) It sounds delicious. Um, So the recipes are actual food recipes, not just, uh, not just, I don't like that word just sometimes, but not only the uh, witchcraft spells and rituals. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about ways. It's all about ways to immerse yourself in That's the herbs, awesome. and you know whether it's food yeah. or it's a bath. You know, you're immersing yourself, or a candle, or whatever. It's about um, having that energy, bringing that energy oh, into your man. life. And if you're ingesting it, well, all the better. But then I always say, don't ingest everything in the book because some of the plants are poisonous. Only the ones with recipes. So that should be a big disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> so we only have recipes for the um, edible. Uh, we uh, parsley and oranges and apples and basil and uh, strawberries. Even the Queen's Anne's lace jam. Yeah, we have a Queen, Man- Queen Anne's lace jelly. Jelly. Um, What's that? What's that? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, it's made out of the flowers of Queen Anne's lace. And I don't have enough here to make it um, right now, which is sad. But um, but if you go to a field, you could probably collect some good stuff. That's amazing. What are some other plants you recommend that we have around us in the house? Well, we do. Well, I was going to just mention to Chris, I have a whole scheme tomorrow. Of I live in the city, so I have a whole scheme. I'm going to my mother's tomorrow that I want to be dropped off on because I saw them on the side of the road near the train, like near near one of the train stations. So I'm going to go collect the Queen's Anne place so we can Ooh. do coming up. Yeah, um, because it's a wild flower and you always see it along the road. It's so beautiful. And when we were in California too, Chris, when I was going to with Jolene for the day, you, you saw um, driving to Sonoma, they were all on the highway the whole yeah. way. Queen's yeah, I love them so awesome. much. Again, it's a weed, but gosh, it's a pretty weed. <laughs> so are sunflowers, right? Yeah. Weeds. So are palm trees. Palm trees are weeds. Right. We embrace them. We yeah. love them. Weeds. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I. Okay. Don't quote me on this in this moment because I'm feeling less confident about saying that. But I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty confident that they're weeds. Well, ultimately, anything that is growing where it didn't originate would be considered a weed, right? So, oh yeah, palm trees okay. being native to Africa. Any palm tree growing here, kind of, is you know. That makes sense. An invasive, an invasive weed. <laughs> Although we don't think of them that way. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why 
clients thrive cosmetics c-a-u-s-e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. So, okay, I want to talk about the food for the soul. You have this section. It's the vegan recipes, right, that you're talking about. And they're made with organic ingredients, right, mm -hmm. which help yeah. in easing stress within relationships. So are there any specific ingredients uh, known for relieving the stress? Well, there's uh, for headaches, there's feverfew, and also yarrow is good for headaches. And this guy, is good to know. And this guy here, uh, basil, is good for tension if there's tension in a relationship um that's why we want you to serve pesto with whoever you're having problems with because it i think our little thing says basil basil fresh and sweet allow our angry hearts to meet so um <clears throat> and also if you're if you're nervous about your relationship if you carry some some um basil in a again a sachet or maybe a locket that's supposed mm -hmm. to help you and what was I going to say about this? Another one that I have, because you were mentioning plants in the house, right? Well, the 
clears negative energy. Yeah, I was curious. Yeah. Oh, and another way to get rid of negative energy is take rose petals, ideally pink ones, and spread mm -hmm. them all around the the room, all around your bedroom. And another thing, meadow meadow sweet will do that too. If you if you uh, sprinkle like just dried metal sweet around, it'll help ease tension in the house. This is one thing I just so appreciate about witches. My my grandmother was a witch. My aunts on on my dad's side. Uh -huh. My dad's side's full of witches. Oh, wow. The women are all pretty much witches, and so I feel like I didn't even realize it, but I just naturally gravitated towards that. And I well, what's beautiful the thing is is I know. A lot of people, for example, where I'm at in Utah, think witches, you know, they think witch, they think dark witch or, oh, yeah. you know, witches put it, casting yeah. spells to screw people over yeah. or something, right? But I'm like, that's so far from the truth. Yeah. Or they'll say like, oh, she's a witch, you know, and substitute a bitch or something like that. I'm like, no, you guys, what, this is so, oh, man, I just want to change that narrative. What would you say about that? want to take that word which is really originally like the healers and the sort of shamans mm -hmm. of like the little towns and you know they would live on the outside of town and people would go to them if they weren't feeling well or if they would so but then there's the whole like um the whole kind of fictionalized witch mm -hmm. you know with the broom and the hat yeah. and stuff i mean there are there definitely are dark witches, but I would consider green witchcraft very positive. Yeah, and it also was the way that to oppress women. It was a way to oppress yeah. women. You know, that's how it all started because women got too powerful to call them a witch. So that's how I feel about taking this back yeah. and celebrating it. Beautifully said. That's so true. And also, witches, green witches. Are, wait, what's the difference between a green witch and a white witch? Well, a green witch falls into the white witch, you know, because white witches are good witches. And, you yeah. know, green witches generally tend to be, you know, positive and all of that. But they might not be as plant focused. Yeah. The big, yeah, I think the big difference is it's called, it's called like um, magical it. herbology. Okay. And I, I always hold this up, but there's this book that I have called Cunningham's Encyclopedia of magical mm -hmm. herbs. Um, that's that's oh, kind cool. of the Bible of, of yeah. I think, that kind of, this kind of awesome. witchcraft. That's awesome. The reason why I ask is because, well, I feel like the whole beauty about being a witch is the fact that the way, you know, people connect mm -hmm. with God in their own way, right? They connect or universe or whatever. They connect through going to church if that's their thing, right? Or yeah. meditating, right? Which which is probably also meditate. But for witches, it's connecting through nature. You yeah. know, I'm like, it's that simple. That's beautiful. I feel like the witchiest thing I do at any point in my day is garden. Yeah. You know, because you're spending time in nature, you're connecting to the plants a lot of times, and you're getting something very positive back. I mean, no matter what, I think we can all agree that when you garden, you get like, you feel good afterwards. So there's something to that. There's some sort of energy back and forth, I think, that's between true. nature and mankind when that's happening. So um, I forgot that's where true. I was going with that. Connected with nature. You're gardening. That's how you feel yeah. the most. The most magical. You're the, the most, most magical. magical. That's beautiful. I feel as an artist, it's sort of, I'm sorry, Chris, you go on. No, I was just going to say, just spending time, like yesterday, I was watching a pair of monarch butterflies mating and then laying eggs. 
and I thought I was going to cry. It That's was like, amazing. That's beautiful, yeah. especially since they're endangered. Especially since they're endangered, and I've dedicated a big chunk of my garden to them. Milkweed? Yep. Good. Yeah, That's and they're great. coming. They it. It, took them, it took them like 10 years to figure out that it was there, but once they figured it out, I get more and more every year. Wow. So. That's beautiful. Yeah. To see I them mating. That. That's amazing. I think yeah. it's beautiful what Chris said because I think that that's really what we're 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 trying to say is like to spend the time to be present. You would have to be present to really spend the time to notice that and see that and really um, get the you know like get the beauty out of life. Be present and and experience these things while they're happening. You know, life is short. Yeah, I, and that, I and you know I that, that. Uh, that applies to cooking. We talk mm -hmm. about yeah. when you cook, make it make it yeah. kind of a, um, uh, ritual a ritual and, you know, use your spatula as a wand and lay things yeah. out beautifully that appeals to you in a way when you're getting ready to cook. And it's just like slowing down and really like Susan was saying, being in the moment of whatever it is you're doing, whether it's gardening or cooking or doing a spell, just really spend the time to enjoy it. Because you're getting, you know, you're trying to draw love in, but you're also getting that good feeling that you get when you've created something. It's so true. Cooking, there's something magical about it and meditative and... It's um, so good. Take care of other people. Yeah. Well, you know, I think as an artist, I always feel like these things are getting me into my flow state to create. And they're just like a Japanese tea ceremony or something like that, that you're getting yourself, you're preparing yourself uh, for, with these rituals to be open to create things and to be uh, present. So beautiful. And Susan, as an artist, I'm curious, one way you as a witch connect with nature, I'm assuming, is obviously painting it, right? And connecting with it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think observing it, like we were, I was just talking to Chris about that today. We were on a garden podcast last week and I feel like I, I live in the city, but I feel like I definitely experience nature in a different way. I might just study the back of a, like there was a sage leaf that I was just looking at the back of. And it's like, so beautiful. Like, I feel like I, and, and that's what artists do. They just, they're, they're trying to teach you, they're trying to present the small things. And so instead of maybe this overwhelming, they were talking about the gardens in New York and I, and there are a lot of gardens in, um, especially my neighborhood in the East village. There's, it's a whole, it's basically these abandoned um, plots that, that were abandoned like during the seventies and eighties and they became considered like uh, gardens um, became that, uh, what do you call like a parks department thing so that they can't be built. Uh, they can't be sold. Yeah. The gardens became like this, this melting pot of like the neighborhoods would come together and make these gardens together. And that's really, cause I did that in Brooklyn when I lived there, there was a garden at the end of my street and everybody worked to make it beautiful. And it was, magical i mean honestly it was so That's magical awesome. the way it brought the way it brought people together mm -hmm. and and people seemed to be especially sweet and kind yeah when they were working in the garden i love that it definitely uplifts spirits and it you feel like you are uh coming together as a community yeah. when you garden with others it's been so long since i've done that i need to do that again but <laughs> so I would say like gardening is considered somewhat of a ritual, right? It's a ritual, right? And cooking, like you said, you can make a ritual out of it. What are other rituals we can do to feel that magic and also that connection with nature? Well, I like everything we, we, we have, we make soap, 
We make candles. We make bath salts. Yeah, we have a beautiful, we have a beautiful rose soap that Susan makes from the roses in my garden, and it is the most magnificent soap. I mean, it just. We need to send you, you know, one, please. Yeah, we'll, is the recipe in the book? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. But yes, send me one. I would even, I would like yeah. that more if it came from your magical hands. Yes. Yes. And it's just like making that a ritual, put some rose petals yeah. in your bath, light some candles, Oh yeah. make a tea, make one of our teas that we've, that we've got in the book and just make having a bath a ritual, or we have a facial oil. I've been using kind of a different version of it, but we have a facial oil with rose oil and um, tulips, fresh tulips. And I've just been doing, because the tulips are out of season right now. So I've just been using rose oil. And so every morning, I smell like an old lady. It's so funny. And my skin has never looked better. That's great. <laughs> but so I've been, I've been putting that on kind of ritualistically every morning. Um, and, uh, and, but we do have a recipe for tulips where you do a tulip rose That's oil for your skin. That sounds amazing. It feels good to make things. And if you're like me, but I mean... Um, but but to spend that time and and to make it yourself and 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 kind of put that love how they say about cooking you know the secret ingredient is love I think yeah. the secret ingredient is love to all these things you know yeah. if you see the garden mm -hmm. there's no doubt that that's what you would feel as well and that's what Debbie Harry said in the intro as well to our book to our book about she could see yeah she wrote the nicest intro the sunshine i love that yeah she, she she talked about coming to my garden and and how how it affected her and that was just very sweet we love it. how did it affect her how'd she feel she said she she was overwhelmed with her her senses and she said she felt like she could even smell the sunshine which was oh which is my favorite line i love that yeah also and how about i mean right now I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but in this moment, as we're all speaking, there's a full moon that just happened yesterday, actually, right? Mm -hmm. But do you have any full moon rituals? Oh. Well, we have a moon water recipe. Moon water. Yeah. There we go. Love moon water. Okay. We have a, you know, one of my favorite illustrations is the um, the star bath, which is, you know, you 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 uh, go outside in your birthday suit and, and uh, take a... a you know, let them yeah. light you up. Where's that picture in the willow? <laughs> star bathe in that way. What are, What are the benefits of star bathing? Just feeling connected, just nice. Yeah, just yeah. the energy. Feeling connected energy. and um, feeling grounded. But a thing you can do when it's full moon too. Oh, oh here yeah. she is. There's our naked lady. <laughs> I love yes, nice star bath, gorgeous. But uh, you know, you know, an another nice thing that you can do uh, for full moon is set out some water so you charge it up with the full moon energy and put your crystals yeah. in the water, and mm -hmm. it cleanses your crystals. It cleanses all the energy of the crystals. I always feel like such a hippie when I say that. Like, dude, it cleanses. It's a modern hippie thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you can cleanse your uh, crystals and you can make some moon water. And then there's all kinds of things you can do with moon water. We have st different recipes and stuff in the book that uses moon water. That's amazing. I usually just put water up. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you guys have actual recipes that we can do something more magical. Well, we use the moon water in a bunch of other yeah. recipes as well. Like in yeah. some of these, like the, the Feverfew spray and a few other things, 
where we need sense. the water, we use the, the moon water. And sometimes yeah, I think in the gardening thing, I have, um, when you're transplanting uh, some of the plants, I use moon water for their first watering. Just to charge. Really, that's yeah. a good. That's a good tip. Do you have any other great uh, tips or key principles for, uh, like, your guide to magical gardening practices? Because gardening is a common theme here. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I would say I, I uh, the magic of poop, <laughs> because uh, compost. I, yeah. I would say compost is like the magic ingredient. So the magic that's, of poop. That's true. Um, the magic of poop. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I always say healthy soil first, healthy soil Absolutely. Burying the shells around, uh, different shells around the, the plants to uh, honor Aphrodite. Yeah, to get Aphrodite's blessing, sometimes I'll put shells at the base of a plant. Will you mind remind everyone, uh, Aphrodite, what she represents? Susan? The God of love. <laughs> there we go. The God of love. Susan is our Greek expert. <laughs> yes, I love the mythology. I love mythology. We have a lot of Greek mythology in our book. We have a lot of Greek mythology Amazing. in the book because a lot, a lot of the origin stories of the plants come from Greek mythology, yeah. and in witchcraft, that is honored. That background, you know, so that that sort of uh, will influence how a plant is used in a spell or in a ritual. That's beautiful. I, everything just kind of ties together, huh? It seems. It does. It did. When we were making the book, we had that feeling. It was like, you know, we were interested in that, but then it also worked perfectly in the book. Like we were interested in mythology and like all these origin stories to the plants. And then it turns out it ties into the, the witchcrafty stuff. And, you know, and then we put the planting and I just, I don't know, it just. In a lot of ways, we, um, I always think that all beautiful things go together. You know, when we decorate and everything, all beautiful things go together. And for us, this has sort of been a culmination of everything we've been introduced, interested in, um, you know, that, that both of us have been interested in. And we were like, yeah, let's add that. You know what I mean? Like we just kind of were we're able, we had four or five years, we were able to do exactly what we wanted. And, mm -hmm. and the Greek mythology has been one of our interests always. So, you know, that's awesome. And we have, we have, we have native American stories and okay. we have uh, some Norse legends and um, it's called the, it's a section of the book is called, did you know? And then it's always revealing something about the early history of the plant. Really? Okay, so yeah. let's go through. I see. Do you have lavender behind you? I have. Or what is that? I have hyacinth, which actually has a green. Oh, hyacinth. That has. Okay, so tell us the Greek mythology. Ah, okay. Tell my hyacintha story. <laughs> so and it's funny because because this one's a little gay even. <laughs> Love it. So hyacinth, um, which I will bring closer, um, hyacinth. And I apologize for this being a fake hyacinth, but they're out of season. <laughs> hey, at least it's there. <laughs> but I love it so much that I have it. So, <clears throat> so Apollo, who is the sun god, fell in love with this young prince, uh, a Spartan prince named Hyakinthos. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, um, the god of the west wind um, fell in love with um, Hyakinthos too. Zephyr, Zephyr, the god of the west wind. And so Apollo and Hyakinthos were out on a date. Apollo was teaching him to throw discus. And, Hyak and, uh, and um, the god of the west wind was having none of that. 
So he blew a big wind gust back at them Whoa. and it, and it killed Hyakinthos right away. The, the, the discus went right into his face. And then where the blood spilled, as in many Greek stories, where the blood spilled, flowers grew. And Apollo, who was grieving, named the flowers Hyacinth in honor of Hyakinthos. I love that story. Wanda well, something wild. When you were talking about the wind blowing hard, and I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be windy this soon, but all of a sudden I heard a big gust of wind. I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear that? Zephyr, Zephyr was saying hello. There we go. Zephyr was saying hello. That was weird. I was like, whoa. <laughs> right when you said that. That was pretty cool, actually. Oh, man. Now, I want to talk one more thing about gardening. Because, you know, there are a lot of people that want to garden. But it seems a little intimidating. They don't know. You know, you have to go out and get all the supplies. You don't know how to begin. So how can someone with limited gardening experience start practicing plant magic and also grow a magical garden of their own? So that's two questions. Well, it's it starts with always, I think a lot of people, especially if you're gardening, let's assume right now that they're gardening indoors. And so they want to have potted um, things. You know, like when I got this, when I got this basil, you see it's a huge plant now in this pot, but I got it from the store from like Whole Foods and uh, planted it up in a bigger pot and used lots of compost. Cool. So make sure you've got rich soil, even if it's in your garden, till in all the compost before you start planting. And that will give you, oh, we have a visitor. This is Howard. Hi, Howard. Hello, this beautiful. Is Oh, my dog just slipped up. No, sorry, Frankie. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Ignore the cat. Ignore I think it the hurt. Cat. My animal, my pet voice kicked in. Now he's like, what? Where are you? Like, what? Uh-uh. No. 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 Okay. No. Sorry. No, it's fine. He's 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 excited. Do you want to come say hi? Come say hi. Oh, good. Oh, he's a big boy. Hello. Oh, oh, he's so cute. I know. That nose. I know. Okay, back to plants. Okay. In what ways can plants influence us? Uh, prosperity and abundance. Is there a specific ritual? I know that you mostly do love, well, but do you have a specific ritual for attracting money? I have. Uh, I, I'm really focused on basil today, Love but it. there's actually a thing you can do with basil. Even if you just have the spice, mm-hmm. basil dried spice, mm-hmm. put it under your doormat, <clears throat> and it'll draw prosperity to your home. The front door. Yep, under the doormat. Noted. Water and and clean your doorstep. People do that on the first day of the month. Clean your doorstep uh, and 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 wash the, the, the doorstep and outside in front of the door with a lot lavender water. And that's to give you good luck for, um, and protection for the month to come. That is and me. another thing you can do is spray um, cinnamon into, into your doorway on the first oh, month, day yeah. of the month, or especially the first day of the year. I just year missed it yesterday. Well, September yeah. 1st. Tell her about the protection plants and the way that you put them in the border borders of your garden and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say 80% of the plants that I have in the garden are protection plants. Like um, I have foxglove, which is a big protection plant. Roses, of course. Um, I have rosemary. Um, Jeez. I I have lobelia. 
I have, there's just some plants that are, <clears throat> that will pr help protect your home and your garden um, from bad energy. How about wearing it around your neck? I've seen uh, Susan, you have a lot of necklaces. How about wearing something around your neck for protection? Susan made Susan made an amulet. Ooh. So I, I'll put that in with your soap. We have these special good luck and protective um They're spoiling me. They're actually a full moon ritual <laughs> because they're full moon um um little uh pendants. And you I hang mine on the bedside my over my you know the side of my bed and stuff like that. Sort of like a Mine's on my mine's on my rear view mirror of my car. Such a great <laughs> idea. I feel like I need more something more protection definitely especially when i'm by myself we need to get your address and we'll yeah. send you some of our homemade ah, I'm so and definitely like, like i said growing growing basil in your house having some on your kitchen window is brings good luck i'm doing that i'm doing that i'm, I'm yeah. going to whole foods later today or, or tomorrow tomorrow i'm going to whole foods I'm doing that. and just remember to pop them up into a bigger pot okay and then they'll because they won't live long if they stay in that little tiny pot that they come in I'm so excited for this. Because this plant, this, this guy is like three months old yeah. now. And you know, usually basil's come and gone right. by that time. So if I don't quit eating him, I've been nervously chewing on it. That's funny. <laughs> Are there any recipes you feel like the listeners would benefit from hearing right now? I think, well, Susan, I was going to say strawberry tart. Oh, yeah. Right now, I think it's a good time. That's what I wanted to do for us now is to make a basil and strawberry tart and maybe add some of the later berries to it like blueberries and blackberries and a, co like a cobbler. We have a, a strawberry tart, but I was thinking we could do a cobbler now this time of year with the, you know, we also are all about season seasonality. I mean, we are talking about all the, um, the herbs and, 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 you know, edible things that are in our book, but we, uh, would love to like in the earlier in the season when we were doing some TV appearances, we had garlic scapes. You know what they are? They're sort of a cross between um, a garlic and a scallion. And we were adding them, we were making this great green goddess dip and adding them to our pestos. And we really like to improvise with, we want to encourage people to improvise in their recipes. You know, like we're, it, it, this is a guide, even when we're talking about gardening, not to feel intimidated by things, just sort of start experimenting with it. Yeah, I mean, in general, we've kept our, our spells really simple too. And we did that so it's not intimidating. It's stuff that everybody can do. And it might inspire you to be like, well, what if I added roses to this? Because roses, Matt, you know, yeah. like you can like look at what other plants are in the book. And think, oh, you know, Meadowsweet could go in this too. Ooh. Yeah. I, I'm curious for my own personal selfish reasons. Any advice or any spells? Not maybe sure. spells or something that I can just, perhaps an herb I can just carry around with me or have by my bedside for luck in my new relationship. Well, mint is really good for luck. Okay. And, uh, what other sachets yeah. that you have with people that to carry? Oh yeah. I think actually if you added did the same sachet and added cat mint and added which we have for the cats in the book cuz the love of your cat is also important as Howard will tell you. Um and basil, I would add basil of to Of course the, basil. Yeah. I I'm know. Really I wonder what that so. is. Well, it's right there. It's fresh. <laughs> yeah, the yes. Whispering in my whisper. ear. <laughs> I also love spell jars. We have a spell jar in the book. Oh, of several 
oh, that are yeah. like, you know, one it's like rose quartz and that one has a magnolia branch. And, and magnolia. Um, yeah, that's the magnolia spell. Wait, wait, yeah. Talk about the magnolia spell. What's this? Okay, so it's, I wonder if I could find it in the book, but it's a jar. Yeah, I'll put it in for you while you're talking. Um, okay. Uh, it has like a, a magnolia branch. It has rose petals in it. It has sugar um, for sweetness. So you you write out a piece of paper uh, some of the things you're looking for in a mate. So you write or you friend, know patch or a friend or a pet. I mean, or a friend, <laughs> you know, whoever. Yeah. And there's white sugar, pink and red roses, lavender sprigs, mm -hmm. uh, rose quartz stone, magnolia stem, and then a ribbon, a pink ribbon on the top to seal it. Yeah, tie it up with the yeah. pink ribbon. And then keep it in a cool dark yeah. place, and so cool. and it's also yeah. beautiful. beautiful. So where do you where do you, what's the jar or the bag that you use? Where do you get one of those? Oh well, I mean honestly, we we I have I have like all my apothecary oh, okay. stuff I have in these kind of jars. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like soup jars or awesome. soup or, or a, what do you call it when you preserve things? We encourage collecting, whether it's like. You know, vintage and like I love. I have a lot of little potion jars and a lot of little bottles and stuff like that. I collect, but then you also can get some great things. I got some new spice jars at, on Amazon, even though maybe we should promote them. But they have a lot of great options as and, well. And like I use pickle but, jars. Pickle jars are awesome. Oh yeah, pickle jars. That's a great. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good yeah. size. Once yeah. you scrape, you know, let the label soak and then scrape it off. Yeah. Awesome, charming jar. I mean, once I've done my pickle jar, I can use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of just. Or if you need a glass, they're good for. Yeah. I use them as drinking glasses too. That's great. That's smart. Yes. <laughs> or the spell jars, which I love. I love. Yeah, them. they make a yeah. cute, they make a really cute spell jar. Do you two have a moment or some time for rapid fire before we wrap this up? Uh oh, what's that? It's fun. So, for example, I'll, my first question is coffee or tea, and then you let me know coffee or oh. tea. It's pretty simple. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so coffee or tea? <laughs> tea. tea. I yeah. can't drink. Anymore. You can't drink coffee anymore. I knew you both were going to say tea because you have so many tea recipes. <laughs> well. Tea, you know, and you can't kind of drink them all day long. Right, exactly. I'm really, yeah. I, I'm really on a rose kick right now too with the rose mm. oil. And I've been making tea out of rose petals, Ooh, like yes. dried rose petals. It's so good. Rose tea. So good. nothing else in it, just roses, just yeah. roses. Oh, I love that you make your own. I get Tulsi's rose. Oh, you know, okay, nice. Tulsi. Yeah, they're really good. I bet it's delicious. So uh, favorite form of body movement. Favorite form of body exercise. Movement? Yeah. Oh, I guess weeding. Yes, that's <laughs> perfect. Yes. I would say walking. walking. Yeah, walking is so nice, and also you get to be around the nature. Where do you walk in New York? Everywhere. Or I mean, to be in nature—that's well, what I meant to say. Well, the one thing about New York is because you're always using it as your transportation. You're always moving around, and I, I still love that about it because you might see something green, or you might see something in a window, and and um, there's and and you actually will choose your route based on what you feel like seeing. You know, I'm not going to walk down the street because I don't like what I'm going to see there. But I'll, you know, yeah. you can go to parks and everything yeah. like that. But you know, I like, <laughs> I just like. The idea of walking around, uh, you know, in New York on the streets. <laughs> yeah, you're in the most one of the most magical cities. Both of you are. Do you have a, a morning routine? 
yes, I do the rose oil. I wash my face, do the rose oil. I light incense, and then I try to center myself <clears throat> making tea in the morning. I love that. That's a beautiful yeah. morning routine. How about you, Susan? I think my tea time is also definitely a morning routine. Of course, I feed my cat first, but um, oh yeah, well I've got to feed the cats. Um, I've got all course. that. Of course, you got you got all that stuff, but your own mindfulness stuff. I um, right. Animal you connect with most, if any. I mean, I've had dogs for the past, I don't know, 30 years, but my a dog passed recently and I have a black cat now and I'm I'm just loving being a cat person. So I'm enjoying kind of really Yeah, I'm I'm an every animal person. It's hard for me. Yeah. I mean I used to volunteer at this sanctuary and I was in charge of a llama. Right. But I would oh. say and I love that llama. <clears throat> what was um, his name again? He's king, and he lives at the Gentle Barn. Um, oh, the Gentle Barn. Yeah, they. Uh, I worked there for three years, do volunteering, and I was his docent. Awesome. So really? me, me and the me and that llama are really tight. But I, I would say it. cats. I really. I mean, I love dogs. I love all animals, but cats really like are so cerebral and like really kind of speak to me on some level that I don't understand. Is that your dog, your cat's name, Henry, you said? Howard. And Howard, Howard. Howard, Elliot, and Simon. And are they like your soul cats? Oh, God, like? yeah. yeah. I mean, they are they shadow me everywhere I go in the house. They sleep on top of me at night. Oh, my gosh. How and about your new black cat? Yeah, Simon's a black cat. And Cersei's is a black cat. I love that. I love that. <laughs> We're so cliche. <laughs> I, I know, right? Cliche witches. I love that you also said like, oh, I sound too hippie. And I'm thinking, you wrote a green witch book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it comes out. Oh, man. Um, okay, this is the last question. I ask all the Euro Magic guests. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? I'd say follow your intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do like what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? And think about what would be something you could do to help focus on that. And yeah. and then maybe maybe go to a guide like the Cunningham's uh, Encyclopedia of Herbs and look do some research on plants and see if there's something a plant that you could use to manifest or the green witches guide or you could did it again chris you did it again <laughs> that's so funny where can everyone connect with you oh, too and also get the book we're on instagram we're at two green witches but it's the number two not the word two two Okay, I'm going to follow right at, now. Two Green at Witches. Two Green Witches, and we have a lot of fun videos where we talk about magical plants, and Susan teaches people how to do spells, and um, it's really fun. And then you can get our book, hopefully at any independent bookstore. They'll order it if they don't have it in stock. We recommend that, but it's also on like Barnes & Noble and Amazon and Target, believe it or not. Anywhere books are sold. Anywhere books are sold, luckily. Anywhere books are sold. But yes, we're on a drive now to support our local bookstores. So we're going to, we're going to research. Do you have a bookstore in your area that you Yes. Atticus in Park City Atticus. will 1000% love okay. to host your book. Atticus. I'm going to call them. It's a coffee. Yeah. Call them. It's a coffee and tea shop. They have some of the best teas. Oh my and what, what, 
Wait, where, what city is it in? Park City, Utah. Or there's also Dolly's Bookstore is another local bookstore in Park City that would definitely love it. We've visited so many bookstores and I mean, obviously we can't, can only go to so many, but I just love, I'm just such a bookstore person and I, we've recently been reaching out to the bookstores to see if we could sign books or uh, if they could carry them. So yeah, we, we really want to support the indies because, you know. That's so great. Yeah. I love that you're doing that. Yeah, that, that will be so helpful. I so appreciate that. And I appreciate all your messaging and that you two took this time today to come chat. And I just love, I do too. love the knowledge that you provided. I can't wait to soak up that book. All I know is that I'm so thankful that you two came on. Oh, and thank you. Well, thank you, for, thank you for being so nice and making this so fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yo, me's. Say hi to me on threads. I just got a threads. My username is Raquel Mantra. R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E. Mantra, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and or leave a five-star rating and review and tell me what you thought of the show or any show that connected with you. Feel free to say hi in the Your Own Magic Facebook group, or feel free to leave a comment or a topic idea for a future episode in the topic box on our site, yourownmagic.com, and I have some free old meditations for you there if you want to enjoy those. I need to add more. Someone remind me. Someone remind me to do more meditations. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you have a magical rest of your week. Gemma.